0: Coming up on this week's show Hospital evacuated After 88 year old man Arrives with World War 1 Artillery shell Up his rectum <laughs> uh, I like to think Baz that they uh, They brought in The bum disposal experts <laughs> <laughs> but As far as I can tell Liz Truss Came into number 10 Moved her Clothes in um, Filled the fridge Full of food And um, Crashed the entire fucking economy of the UK, and then was booted out before uh, yogurts went off. The big news in July was that neighbours got cancelled, uh, and not in the modern way that cancel <laughs> is. It's like you know, it's not like somebody went through Harold Bishop's Twitter and found some racist jokes from ten <laughs> years ago. Hello, 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 and welcome to the final mildly controversial podcast of twenty twenty two. Here's to 2022. Oh,
1: good <laughs> pop! Good pop. Nice. Yeah, I can only, I can only counter that with a rum pop. Hey. Not quite as dramatic, sorry. No, that's, that's, that's <laughs> very exciting. So,
0: in this episode, we're going to talk about the key events that happened in 2022 and give our. Um, Mildly controversial opinions on those. And when I say we're going to talk about the key events in 2022, really what I mean is we're going to mention a few of the big things that happened in 2022
1: and just talk about a lot of stupid stuff that happened also in 2022. Once again, I'd like to just add that we're no experts on any of these things. It's just our own opinions. Exactly. Which makes it better than if we were (laughs) experts on everything. Mind you, if we're on news
0: reports next year, it's because we've done a good job. Yeah, exactly. Or... Um, we've murdered someone. Yes. <laughs> it's those two things. Either we've done really well um, with our social commentary on the podcast, or we've committed a heinous crime. So, um, if you are listening to this, after Baz or I have been convicted of a very serious crime, um, this is where it all started. Yeah, let's let's face it, we're both too lazy to be criminals. <laughs> right, okay, so we're going to start in January. Um it, it, I mean, it's as good a place to start as any, is it? That feels I mean, like it's such a long time ago, though. Be, we could start at May, but that would be stupid. <laughs> so we're going to start with January. Um, and um, the biggest thing that's um, happened in January is um, is Boris Johnson um, admitted that he attended drinks parties at Number 10 during the first lockdown, and he offered a, quote, heartfelt apology.
1: Yeah.
0: Get um, good, now, good on, Boris. B- before we start commenting on this, um, we don't do politics and we don't do religion. Um, this is politics, but it isn't, but we're going to cover it anyway. Because um, fuck all else happened in January, apparently, in all the yeah. research that we've done. Literally zero else happened in January, so... Literally the most exciting year. <laughs> because I'm not really into politics. I didn't really give a shit. I know, I know some people lost it over the fact that he'd had parties and stuff, but if you look into what the parties were... They were proper shit it 's not like he 's been living it up and you know and it 's all been um snow and hookers. It was a shit off his party i don 't think anybody who attended actually enjoyed it um, and um, effectively it was it was the equivalent of you know when your boss rewards you uh, for for working your bollocks off with getting some pizzas in after work and you have to stay and have a couple of warm beers at eight in, in, until about eight o'clock. It, from what I've seen, those parties felt, like, looked and felt like that. And there, there was just, when they showed photos of, like, even the ones in the garden in uh, in number 10, the photos were just full of clearly, like, interns who were in their, like, early 20s who wished they fucking weren't there anyway. I get the controversy because all the restrictions were there and, 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 and so on. But, let's like say, it's not like he's had a fucking rave. Do you know what I mean? It's just all the people he'd been working
1: with all day had a few drinks after work. I I think the biggest controversial part of it was the fact that those are the guys that set the guidelines for the whole pandemic. And those are the fuckers that were just sat there going, fuck that, We're, we're in charge here, we'll do what we want. And I think that's probably why I don't really give a shit. Because if I was important enough to make the rules, I wouldn't fucking
0: follow them either. I mean, what's the point in making the rules if you have to follow them? Do you
1: know what I mean? That's where we differ, Mike.
0: Yeah, I know, it's just. you know what I mean? It's also why I'm not a politician. Mm. So I'd probably be in prison by now for uh, for abusing my privilege.
1: Yeah, you certainly wouldn't be in the seat in, in government, would you? So, no, not for long.
0: There'd be a by-election for Barry North very quickly if I was an MP. <laughs>
1: and once again it's the reason we don't talk about politics because politics is shit it's, it's really fucking shit. boring isn't it
0: yeah, it's it is. really boring anyway right so that's January done because yeah, there was really. nothing in literally no look look um, jump in the comment section and tell us if anything interesting happened in January 2022 because if yeah. we went back and had a look oh there was something interesting we had Steve Robinson on the podcast oh. Brilliant. throw in a shameless plug for the podcast I'm not going to show any clips or anything like that we did that
1: at the um, end of season one yeah um, and also just as a recap it's a is the podcast about a guy that lost his arm when he was 18 and went on to have an amazing life as he has now because of that mainly.
0: Yeah and then the, the the ultimate the peak of his amazing life was meeting us in uh, in November last year so we had him on the podcast.
1: Yeah <laughs> we we had uh, went him in on the
0: podcast in uh, in January. So if you haven't listened to the episode of the what what was called at the time the Lock in podcast um, if you haven't listened to that one with Steve Robinson, dig it out and go and listen to it. It's an absolute belter. It All right, is. there we go. There's shameless plug, stroke advert for the uh, for the podcast number one. Done for this one. There's probably going to be twelve of them, ladies and gentlemen. Can you see a theme? Right. Okay. So February. Let's move on to February. Yeah, go. Um, on. The big thing that happened in February was um, uh, Queen Elizabeth the God rest her soul. Yes. Um, if you're uh, if you if you're listening to the audio. Um, you can't see I just stood up, saluted, and showed my Union Jack underpants when I said that. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll know I just lied about that. Go watch um, it anyways. Yeah, exactly. So, um, oh, sorry, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, because um, um, this, yeah, from now I'm going to start posting the full thing on Facebook. I didn't yeah. realise it. could. If you go to facebook.com slash mildlypod, you'll find us there. Yeah, brilliant. Um, Okay, so um, in between all the shameless plugs for our own podcast, we should do what we said we were going to do and talk about what happened in 2022, right? Yeah, So, So February was the um, the Queen's uh, Platinum Jubilee, was on the 6th of February. So um, my take on it, look, I'm not a massive royalist, but I'm also not a Republican. Um, Is that what it's called when you want to get rid of them? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Told you I didn't know much about politics. You do well. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm neither... I'm 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 literally neither. I think they they, they bring a good amount of money to uh, to the country with uh, you know with uh, tourist income and all that kind of stuff. I don't really mind that the government gives them money or we give them money because um, uh, I think there's been studies done that says they they kind of pay for themselves eventually.
1: Can I hear the toes of your dog coming in, or is yeah. that Liz needs a pedicure? No, I'm gonna to have to go and lock her out. Hold on a second, just for- <laughs> sorry. <laughs> This won't make the podcast, but tonight has been all about me and all the noises that are interjecting into the podcast. Well, Baz, you say it
0: won't make the podcast, but I'm going to have to put some of it into the podcast so that my joke about, is that your dog's claws on the floor or does Liz need a pedicure? If I cut the whole thing out, I can't throw that joke in there. No, it stays so. in, then it's fine. Yeah. Maybe I won't keep in the two-minute gap that you had to take your dog back out of the room. It's a bit like a shit version of that when that, um, when that guy, um, his, his kid, comes in the back of the room and his Japanese wife comes and drags her out by the feet. It's a bit like a shit version of that, Baz. It's a shame that wasn't 2022. We could have yeah, used exactly. That. that would have been really good. <laughs> but it wasn't. Anyway, the, um, the Queen's Jubilee, uh, the first thing we have to say about the Queen's Jubilee, Baz, is talk us through your
1: experience of it, because you were involved. Yeah, so um, obviously the, the pageant for, for the Jubilee took place in um, what well, May, wasn't it? Why didn't uh, she have it at the time? Well, it's because the horse show, uh, it, it, it was coincided with the Royal Windsor Horse Show, which we've both been to. Um, yeah, my experience was I got to work on, on the pageant uh, that was to celebrate her, her Jubilee, a Platinum Jubilee, and uh, it was a star-studded event and I got to be there uh, and bump into various, uh, like, celebrities that were all working at the event. One of, well, two, one of them was Tom Cruise, I met twice, uh, said hello to me. And the other one was um, Helen Mirren, dressed as the Queen. Wow. Yeah, so... I was going to say, that, you met the Queen then? Yeah, yes. yes. Well, <laughs> she, she was dressed as the Queen at the time when I met her. What?
0: Yes. <laughs> did, did, did did she misunderstand what the Platinum Jubilee thing was about
1: did she think it was a theme of the fancy dress party <laughs> yes. what yes. So, did she come dressed as the Queen for uh, so there was a historical part Obviously she's played the Queen in um, in a drama series I think it was the Crown or something like that or whatever but yeah so it, yeah, it was good it was it was a really good celebration There's a lot had gone into it uh, my views on it I was never a Royalist for many of my years growing up until I worked at Windsor and I realised that um you know how many people actually do love the royal family, and that's inescapable. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just—I I, I love that, Baz.
0: I wasn't interested in the silly old goat at all until she started paying me. <laughs> well,
1: let's <laughs> not put it down to that, but yeah, it's uh, maybe so. <laughs> the, the one thing that came out of it in our previous conversations was uh, your idea about uh, the, the the royal family having a sponsorship. I still, yeah, hundred cra- percent, still cracks me up today the fact they would have been had all the all the lo- logos on them.
0: 100 percent. you imagine uh King Charles walking down the street and obviously he's into his horticulture, so it'd be like King Charles with a massive like um baby bio <laughs> yes. advert on the front of it. That is something to do with plants in it. It is your spot on sir. Yeah, it? <laughs> yeah.
1: There, there, there you go. Hey or,
0: or or miracle grow or yeah.
1: something like that You
0: know, what
1: I mean? it'd be a big, big difference though to the whole uh, royal family being smeared in manure which they are at the moment so <laughs> it's, a, it's full of shit
0: <laughs> <laughs> well my look I, I don't know if that like I thought the pageant happened in February so whatever but we've, we're talking about the Queen's Platinum Jubilee because the date was in February but yeah um, my favourite bit of the pageant um, and this quite possibly does um, show that I'm not a massive royalist is that um George Ezra was singing his uh his big hit Green Green Grass. Um and they asked him to change the uh, change the wording um for, for that particular performance. Because one of the lines is Um you better throw a party on the day that I die. Yes. <laughs> so they made him cut that like you better throw a party. And then it just stopped, and there was a big kind of the music carried on, but his words didn't carry out. So Obviously they knew that the Queen was on her way out and they just thought, we can't let this become a meme that him singing Throw a Party on the Day That I Die with Buckingham Palace in the background. They yeah. couldn't afford for that to have become a meme. Yeah, um, But I just thought it was brilliant. Every time I listen to that song, it just makes me chuckle at the fact that they said, yeah, can you, can you cut
1: that bit out? You can't say that. I also think it's worth noting that anybody who does a job for 70 years it should be applauded, to be fair. It's a long Absolutely. time. Absolutely. It's a long time.
0: <laughs> well done, Earth, for not dying for a long time. Yes. And right, okay, so let's move on to March. What happened, what happened in March? There's a couple of things, Baz. The main thing in the entertainment world that happened was um, Will Smith bitch-slapped Chris Rock. Yeah. Really weird, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. And really and it's, weird. And it's still strange today because people haven't really got to the... Uh, I didn't watch it live and I watched it, yeah, news reports. And the whole thing looked really fake. And obviously, yeah. he, he does that, and then he just sits down, and then he gets his Oscar later. I thought this was like, you know, he'd already got his Oscar, but he had to go down, sit, and then wait to get his Oscar afterwards. But I just think the whole the, the
0: whole thing was weird, like, because, you know, Chris Rock made a joke. I mean, look, people need to learn how to take a fucking joke because people <laughs> for decades have been able to take you could take a joke. So Chris Rock is making some jokes. And look, we're we're living in a time now where, in my opinion, it's a really weird kind of dichotomy um is that the right word it sounded good does that mean it. like there's two polar opposite things yes yeah is that yeah. what that means yeah strange so yeah, yeah so, so there's so there's a weird dichotomy between you've got cancel culture yeah um and we won't go too much into that because we'll be here all day <laughs> um so you've got people get cancelled for saying a joke that people don't like but you've also got roasts yep yeah. Which are on TV, which are which is fine. And the idea is that you deliberately say offensive stuff. So it's kind of a really weird thing. So I think Chris Rock was up there. He was just saying a few things, and he deliberately said stuff that was jokingly offensive to Will Smith's wife. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it all seemed really fake. And it was just kind of – he strode up and then properly open-hand bitch-slapped him. Yeah. Um, and I just think, if he was that angry, he'd, he'd have like, grabbed him by the lapels and, like, thrown him or yeah. properly fucking chinned him or something. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 It just seemed a really theatrical bitch slap. And then there's loads of footage that came out later of um, if his missus laughing at Chris Rock's jokes. Yeah. And, and it, it all just felt a bit weird. And I was like, that is definitely a publicity stunt. Yeah. And then it was like, a couple of days later, it was like, yeah, Will Smith has literally got no work anymore, and I was like, What's... "So it
1: must have been real then." Yeah, and also he's been banned from the um, from the Oscar from the Council Academy yeah. for, forever or ten I years. Just... Yeah, yeah, it's mad.
0: With hindsight, it, I mean, I've seen a couple of things. He did kind of a bit of a crocodile tears apology and all that kind of stuff, and said he regrets certain things. Which do you know what? I'm all for like if people fuck up, I'm all for them apologising and say, right, okay, we can move on. Um, But yeah, it's just a bit kind of... um, I bet, I mean, he came out and apologised, so he regrets it on that score. But I also think he probably regrets not taking a proper swing and like properly lobbing his jaw off. Well, if I'm going to get cancelled for an absolute bitch slap, I might as well have
1: properly chinned him. You know, also, like, so he's a man of many action movies. You know, he's seen as being, like, an alpha male. He goes mm. up there and just sort of gives him a weak kind of wristy slap. It was, it was very poppadom wrist, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the, the whole thing, even today, is a big mystery. Uh, and I'm sure one day it will all come out. It was for, for one thing or another. But, yeah, that, it was kind of an event, but not an event. Yeah. If you know what and I mean? the, yeah. And, and the, the thing is, like I say, it, it was just kind of like um
0: there was loads of stuff afterwards that says you know it's like uh that's slating him for thinking he was an alpha male and 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 saying all this kind of stuff like it's not okay you know and then there was loads of people saying oh he was defending the honor of his missus and stuff i was like oh, mate if you're going to defend the honor of your missus fucking run up don't don't stride up dramatically and do a massive wide-armed massive you know, massive kind of backswing bitch slap on his face, run and stick
1: the nut on him. That's yeah. how you do it. If you're gonna do it, do it properly. Yeah, if you're gonna do it, do it, do an Eric Cantona and leave both feet leave the ground because that is the ultimate bitch slap. If you ever want to see, see one. that, would have
0: been miles better, yeah.
1: If he'd have just gone,
0: You don't talk about my wife like that, and ran up and two footed yeah, him knee high, exactly, yeah. And, and I only got a nine uh, nine month ban for that as well. He didn't get banned for life. So. Yeah,
1: exactly. So he might as
0: well have done. <laughs> so yeah, I know that the Will Smith and Chris Rock thing was quite big for the rest of the world, but yep. the biggest thing in March for us, Baz, was this happened. So for those that don't know, our podcast was formerly known as the Lock In. Uh, I'm gonna. Play a little clip. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Lock-In Podcast. Uh, my name's Mike and this is Baz. Say hello, Baz. Hello, Baz. There you go. We do have a particularly um, interesting and hopefully provocative subject to talk about tonight.
1: Yeah, There'll be definitely some um, So I'd this.
0: like to call it mildly controversial topics because Baz and I made an agreement when we started doing this podcast that we wouldn't talk religion and we wouldn't talk politics just because causes too much division, causes too much argument. But we do like a heated debate, so we're gonna have a heated debate on stuff that doesn't actually matter. We're possibly gonna agree on a few of these things as well. Well, it's to be seen, Baz. This could be be the end of the podcast. This could be, we could fall out so much about inane shite that doesn't matter that we never do a podcast again. But it's worth, creatively, Baz, it's worth the risk (laughs) <laughs> and there you go so it turned out it was creatively it was a risk um but not only did it go well we remained friends but that episode of the lock-in podcast back in march uh 2022 basically formed what our podcast is now so our podcast is now the mildly controversial podcast because we did two episodes of the lock-in talking about our mildly controversial opinions and they were by far the most popular um, of our podcasts. So we decided to just turn the whole podcast into us, just talking shite about stuff that doesn't really matter. And and here we are now. The reason I wanted to show that is because that is literally the conception of the Mildly Controversial podcast. And when I say that, I mean literally the conception. That was the sperm going into the egg and creating the little baby that grew up to become the Mildly Controversial podcast. So that's why I wanted to show that video. But also, once I when I looked at that, I was just thinking... Um, I mean, look, uh, everybody who's watching and listening now might think we're as shit as that now. But all I, I, I was kind of cringing at how bad that was. But then I decided to go back and look at our very first ever oh, podcast. Oh, no.
1: <laughs>
0: the very first ever podcast. And I'm going to play a little clip of that. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first ever edition of Lockdown Lock-In. It's a new podcast where... Two middle-aged blokes chat nonsense over a few beers, like they used to be able to do uh, when the pubs were open. Um, We're in very different places. Um, Baz uh, over there is in uh, Bedford in the UK. Um, I'm in Donegal, up in the northwest of Ireland. Um, But essentially, we're in the same pub having a few beers. (laughs) Wow. But I I watched that back and I just thought, it looks like someone's fucking forced me to do that. It looks like I don't want to. I don't want to be there. I just look so miserable. (coughs) And obviously, we've developed into, you know, being more kind of, I don't know, lively and gregarious when we're doing this podcast. But. I was sat back in my chair and was like, oh, hello. It,
1: it was almost like I, I, wanted to, I wanted to comment underneath, like blink if you need help or something. <laughs> Prior to that, myself and Mike did a, uh, a, a FaceTime on a Wednesday evening and had a few beers. and that, That's how we started to sort of like, you know, get to know each other. And Mike literally had said one Wednesday, oh, we should do a podcast. I went, yeah, brilliant. And then he sent me a message on the Monday, the week later, and said, oh, we're doing a podcast on Wednesday night. And I was like... <laughs> What, well, I know you mentioned it, but what the fuck? <laughs> what a brilliant thing to have done. I and mean, here we are, like 50, 60 episodes in. Here we are. <laughs> look, what we've, look what this little baby's grown into. Yeah, 2022 changed it from a shit show to a different shit show. <laughs> yeah, to a slightly less shit
0: show that more people enjoy. So, Baz, let's move on to April. Yeah. Um, in April, um, the only thing of note that I can find that happened in April apart from us having Frizz Frizzle and Kimmy B on the podcast... Yeah, good good episodes, those. Apart from us having those two, who were fucking brilliant, <laughs> both of them, um, is The Trial of Johnny Depp and Amber
1: Heard. Oh, mate, wasn't that a um, big shit show?
0: Yeah. Do you know what? I didn't follow it very much, but it was just... It was fucking everywhere. Everywhere. And I didn't really follow it. I didn't really care. Um, but there was it was it it was one of those things. It seems now, it's like... The whole world has to be one thing or the other. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, like you said before, it's like you've got to be politically one way or the other. In the States, obviously it's a two-party system. That is just, there's a massive chasm in that country between you're either, um, you know, a woke lefty or you're a Nazi. There's nothing in between. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's the sound like Brexit obviously caused it here. Um, and, And, and yeah, it's just, it seems you've got to be one thing or the other. So, so Twitter and, and all social media was just full of, like, Team Johnny or Team Herd. Or, and it's just yeah, like, yeah. you've got to be one or the other. And, and you can't just, you know, none of them just sat and watched all of it and then made a decision. Yep. Do you know what I mean? It was like, well, I've seen a meme about Johnny Depp, so I'm Team Johnny. And, I'm, and that's it. It was just... It, it, it smacked that like there, there was a number of things that I'd I, like to I say, I didn't follow it because I wasn't fucking interested. You didn't have much choice uh, though, to be fair, did you? So. Yeah. But it, like I say, it was everywhere, but I was like, um, but yeah, it just, I mean, it just illustrated for me just lots of things that are shit about the world. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I say, you've got to be one thing or the other, that like, people make a snap decision on something based on a meme instead of, Sitting and it, it was a trial, and two weeks in, people are going, "Oh God, Johnny's done this," and, the, the, and it was like, "You definitely need to listen to more stuff that's got to come before you make this." It's a good job the fucking judge didn't go right. That's it after a week. Right, that's it. I'm team Johnny. You gone?
1: Get out. <laughs> no, I mean, there's a well, process that has to be gone through here. There was, there was a couple of things about it anyway, because obviously, like television trials that happen quite infrequently. They're, they're not, you know, do you imagine if every single trial was on television? It, it, I think it, it's going it's, that way. But, the, but this one in particular, because it was kind of fairly, like, flossy in the fact that, you know, the outcome was never going to end up with someone going to prison. It was all about money, mm. wasn't it? Yeah, so I I wasn't really on any side of, um, because they both came out of it looking like a pair of idiots. And um, neither of them, like, showed up well in public. You know, obviously, it came down to the fact that Johnny... Depp is more famous than Amber Heard and that was the thing that was made a sort of big thing all the time like who is Amber Heard like you know and yeah. suddenly, suddenly it was like putting all her earlier performances like that she made in films when she was a lesser actress and yeah. people would say no she just you know she's only famous because of uh, you know, who she was with at the time the whole thing was just pathetic really it was just like a really really shit divorce wasn't it
0: yeah and, and, and do you know what there's um, if, if I've never seen anything she's been in um, as an actress, yeah, uh, but I do know she's a shit actress because that cause of that <laughs> meme that went around. I thought it was like, <laughs> it was, or "Was it a dog stepped on a bee or like, something?" there's probably but a dog stepped on a bee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just like absolutely fucking dreadful and I don't even know what you're talking about I don't even know what you're trying to say I don't even know what your side of the whole thing is because I haven't followed it Yeah, but you're not doing yourself any favours with that because you're supposed to be an
1: actress and that was awful I'd actually forgotten about some of the stuff where she was like giving testimony and she was like almost playing a role of somebody and it was cringy wasn't it proper cringy
0: all all she came out of it with is um, just proof
1: that she's a shit actress (laughs) and nobody should hire yeah and once again, when anything's about money, it involves lots of lawyers and lots of stupid litigation, which would normally not come out if it was just two people arguing about, I don't know, the custody of their dog that stepped on a Do yeah. you know what I mean?
0: And again, one of the things that is just shows how, how shit things are in this day and age sometimes is that um, ultimately, there was one way or the other, there was domestic abuse, which is yeah. a massive issue and it's a very, very serious thing. But social media didn't, treat any of it like that it became a you know just a, like memes and people deciding before they'd read everything and all that kind of stuff It was just like kind of like just really really weird and and and, and why i didn't uh really follow it but i, but I suppose it's
1: that same thing as it's, it's uh, pop culture isn't it people mm. just literally uh like imbibe stuff that's going on from a day-to-day thing now and it, and i'm guessing if you're watching that 24 hours a day it, or however long it's on TV every single day, you haven't really got a lot else going on in your life. But to be fair,
0: one thing I've just thought of: at least they've, at least they've got a, a sound basis to form a valid opinion. Yes, because do. they've watched it all and they know everything that happened, as opposed to the rest of the people who just saw Amber Hearn being a bit of a dick on some memes and went, "I'm Team Johnny." <laughs>
1: yeah so yeah I, th- I think we could both agree things like that could do with not being on television but then they form the basis of a lot of sort of like day-to-day chat don't they
0: it was look that there was a lot of entertaining stuff on the internet about it so that's like um but again like i say um something serious like whichever person you believe one way or the other there was some domestic abuse happened um and it ended up just being entertainment for the whole world so in summary um, the summary for April is that um,
1: something massive happened that didn't really fucking matter. Yes, I think you and I didn't care about it, so because it exactly, it's like anything you don't care about didn't really happen. Not
0: really bothered, to be <laughs> honest. Anyway, so on to May. Um, yes, I think we can both agree that the um, the biggest thing that happened in May, um, without a shadow of a doubt, um, in the world of entertainment, is that you, me and Joshua were on a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, honestly... come certainly... on, people. You you didn't expect us to talk about a review by month of 2022 without shamelessly plugging the fact that me, Baz,
1: and Joshua were on a TV show in May, can you? can that. It's such a weird thing as well because, like, I don't know about you, but for me personally, I'd geared up so much the rest of my year and before it to, to that event happening, thinking it was going to be something... Uh, like monumental in the terms of like you know not stardom stardom's the wrong thing but you know maybe you know notoriety and uh, so i could i i could reveal that when the show our episode went out the first time we were all sat out in our our own lounges across the country the three of us and we were on whatsapp chatting together like getting quite excited about it. you know it's just started we sat down and um, I'd sort of said to Mike, "Oh, I've done a screenshot of my of, of my current number on social media, and I'm going to see how much it changes like throughout the course of the show." And it was about an hour, about forty minutes in, and it went down by one. And I remember, sending, <laughs> I remember sending you a message going, "I don't think this is going to be the vehicle for fame. I thought it was." <laughs> So basically, Baz has had a
0: very, very real um, and real-time example of s- one person, whoever it was, watched Baz on tell he's shit. <laughs> I thought he was good. I thought he was decent, but fuck that. I'm gonna fi- I'm gonna unfollow him now. On a more positive note, it was a brilliant experience. Yes, it was so good. The TV show is brilliant. The fact that not as many people watched it as we wanted to watch it is by the by. <laughs> um, if you haven't seen it, it's called uh, Richard Hammond's Crazy Contraptions. Still available on all four, I think, or the Channel 4 website. Or if you're in the States, it's on Discovery+. Plus. Um, so go and watch it. It is a really good show. It's a really, really good show. And, um, and we really enjoyed it. Most people who listen to this podcast know that um, you and I met through TikTok and hadn't actually met in person much before we had to get together and do this TV show, yeah. So, spending um, four days filming twice, and um, spoiler alert, we got to the second round and no further. Um, <laughs> if you've not watched it, um, so, so yeah, the, the, just the, the fact that we spent four long days, like literally eight in the morning to late at night, filming a TV show together, um, and we're all still mates just yeah. shows that. Um, it, it just shows that uh, it was meant to be, Buzz. So yeah, if you haven't seen that yet, go and watch it. Um, it was really funny. It was. Um, it, it is a great TV show. It was. Uh, it was a great experience to have done it, um, and uh, and we loved it. So so yeah, that was uh, that was May. Okay, so in terms of June. Um, couldn't really find much about June, but yeah, the only thing we could find there was that it was the result of the um, the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial, and yep. we talked. We've obviously already talked uh, at length about that. Um, but the only reason I want to talk about that is just that um, how weird it was that just after the um, the verdict, Johnny Depp he'd gone from being in a trial in the states, and like two days later was in some a pub garden of some
1: shit pub having a pint with Sam Fender. I mean, where where did that come from? (laughs) See, see, when this happened, I didn't know anything about it and the first time I ever heard about it was when you told me about it and I was like, he's clearly lost his fucking mind here. (laughs) like Johnny Depp was in a pub in Newcastle with uh, It wasn't even Sam Fender at the time. It was just the fact. I remember then going to search it, and there were just people in this pub garden all congratulating Johnny Depp for winning this case. I thought, this the whole thing's just a setup, right? Surely. Just well, the first thing
0: I saw it was literally like on Sam Fender's like Instagram, and he he took, he took a selfie with um with Johnny Depp. They're having a pint, and I can't remember what it said, but it just said like. I think it was just kind of like a yeah, normal, normal Tuesday day out or something like that. Just absolutely bananas. <laughs> so yeah, that's June. Yeah, <laughs> the only thing that happened in June was bizarrely um, Johnny Depp ended up in a pub in Newcastle with Sam Fender. So uh, fair play, because you know what I mean. That, that what that one. Who else has had it? like we've all had weird moments happen mm. um, throughout the year. But who else's weird moment gets um, highlighted as uh, the only thing that happened of note in the entire world in the month of June on uh, on our podcast? <laughs> Aha, there you go. So in July then, a um, couple of good things happened in July.
1: Thank God. Um,
0: yeah, exactly. A so couple of more momentous things happened in July than um, Johnny Depp having a pint. Um and and they were the Lionesses won the Euros. Oh yeah, um, I love that. and um and neighbours was cancelled. Yes. <laughs> so we'll cover the uh the biggest of those two first. So neighbours, obviously. Um, so neighbours <laughs> finishing. I am only joking. Um the Lionesses, um the uh, England winning the Euros. Yeah. Um I I I'm glad it it was as big as it was because I I was I I watched a lot of it. We were on holiday in uh, in Devon as we do every year. Um and um we uh, we watched a lot of it in the the kind of main, you know, the like in in this like big big clubhouse sort of thing. And then, you know, we asked them to put it on and it, it was really good to see it grow in that because we didn't just watch it at home. So we, we kind of saw a like, like little kind of microcosm of what was happening in the country in that we could see the interest building because we went down to watch the early games and there was like literally me, Emma and the kids watching the early games and we, asked, we had to ask them to put it on and things like that. And then as it got bigger, it was like, uh, as it got later in the rounds, we were like, oh, bingo was on or something we said oh can you just put the um the england game on on this telly here said, yeah no problem let's put it on and then in the end um for the i think it was the semi-final they said we can't cancel bingo but we've scheduled bingo to be done in half time brilliant we're gonna watch the first half and then they they like cut the audio from the TVs, left the TVs on, and they said, right, bingo normally takes like forty minutes or whatever. And they were just firing through it to get it done at half time. <laughs> it was like six and nine, sixty-nine, four and three, forty-three. <laughs> just <Hell's-> firing through. <laughs> yeah, like, nice one, right? On to the next game. And they were like bang, bang bang, 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 like firing through this thing to get it. But that was just a like like I say, it was it went from no interest at all at the start to um to all of a sudden, you know, loads of interest. And, and I will never forget where I was um, when the final happened because one of the big things that happened in the summer of 2022 was it seemed like the whole fucking world was in a security queue at an airport. And, and, and we experienced that at Bristol Airport flying back because, let's like say we'd been to um, Devon for, on holiday and we were flying back from Bristol to Belfast um, and we were in a security queue for two and a half hours. Um, but and um, we were watching it on the phone, and it was really strange in that like there was loads of people watching it on the phones, and but obviously when you're streaming stuff, people see things at different times. <laughs> obviously you see you hear a, Ooh, it's like, what was that? Oh, oh yeah, it was that. And it was like really weird. But I just I, I just love the fact that um, I love the fact that the country got into it. Um, I think there was a little bit of going overboard on how important it was. Yeah. Um, and we mentioned this in a previous podcast. Yeah. When, when people were saying like it's ended sixty years of hurt or whatever, like it's yeah. bollocks, yeah, bollocks. Yeah. It's, it's not as imp- Whether you like it or not, it's not as important as the men winning it, right? Um, and that's just because um, the women's game is, is in its infancy, and and, and it, it will be, uh, but at the moment it's not. And yeah. women's football has come on massively in the last twenty years, and is miles better than it used to be. And it is more important because if this had have happened 20 years, nobody would have watched it. Yeah. So it is going in the right direction and all that kind of stuff. But, um, but I love the fact that the whole country got behind it and there was 22 million people watching it and stuff. And cause it's brilliant. It was brilliant for women's sport. And hopefully it will encourage more girls to play football and it will encourage more schools to offer football as an option. Um, to girls in school and all that kind of stuff. Like I say, from from the early stages to the final, just you could see the country going from not bothered to being really into it. And I think that was an amazing thing. The
1: point is, it's really nice to have a winning side for your national team, irrespective of whether it's it's rugby or whether it's tennis. We all love our country's teams to do well. We can all agree that if you've got a team that's winning something... It's a lot more valuable than a team that gets kicked, you know, you know, ten nil every time they play. Yeah. But but I think the whole point is, people are now supporting women's football, and it's you know, and it's, just, and it's a game in its own right. That tournament, you know, the Euros is, is still probably the second biggest tournament in mm. football in the world. In you know, in both sexes sports, if they go on to win the, the you know the World Cup, it'd be even better. Yeah. And it, but we'll all be going. We support women's football absolutely yeah, and yeah. and um and you know, here here's topical um
0: i didn't know that the um the sports personality of the year was was
1: has been done yes yeah it was but last... mead won it yeah so she won the sports personality the women's team won the team of the year and vigler yep. uh, won the coach of the year Hundred percent agree, so, so, yeah. and glad that all of those things happened. Yeah. Beth
0: Mead was incredible, yeah. and, and and just just to be able to say Beth Mead <laughs> and everyone knows who she is, and that's that's the difference of what that did. So that is why that that, that tournament was incredible for um the, for women's football in England and probably in the rest of the UK. Just because it took it from something being so kind of niche and nobody bothered about it to. People at the game at the final were there with England tops on with the name of women footballers on their back. And that is brilliant. That is really, really good because it's just, it's so good. And people know footballers, do you know what I mean? People know like Ella Toon and Jill Scott and Beth Mead and, you know, all of these people know the names of the England team now. Yeah, which which they never used to, and it's brilliant.
1: The, the most important thing that comes out of it is that you know more girls play uh, play football. Yeah, we should support them, and so that's just just how it should be. So they're at the top of their game right now, and fair play to them. I think they're going to be there for a little while. Absolutely, yeah. Brilliant. Well done to the lionesses. Yes. Anyway, let's talk about neighbours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also,
0: in, <laughs> to be fair. We did, obviously, joke that Neighbours was more important, but uh, yeah, Neighbours can be covered in a couple of sentences. Yeah. That, um, that uh, Baz and I thought Neighbours had been cancelled ages ago, yes. um, and it turned out that the big news in July was that Neighbours got cancelled, uh, and not in the modern way that cancel <laughs> is. It's, like, you know, it's not like somebody went through Harold Bishop's Twitter and found some racist jokes from 10 years ago. <laughs> That's not how Neighbours got cancelled. Okay? It actually got cancelled by the network, yes. so they stopped making it. Um, but apparently, a couple of months later, uh, Amazon, an Amazon channel that's free, apparently has picked it up and has started making it again. So, so all of our tears in July about Neighbours finishing, even though we didn't know it, it was still a thing,
1: um, it's okay, it's still on. But uh, just quickly talking about Neighbours. Neighbours is one of those programmes that, when we were younger, and let's face it, when you know at the time when we were. In our twenties, or you know, like that period, and you were a teenager when I was in my twenties, it was a big program in this country. Yeah, massive. And also, it spawned loads and loads of future stars. Came out of Neighbours. You know, you could talk about Kylie Minogue and you know, and like actors like Guy Pearce. And you know, loads of people came out of Neighbours. And Bouncer. Bouncer. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But also, what we did. I tell you what. to
0: To be fair, though. Um, no, you, you're right. Kylie Minogue, Jason Donovan, um, Guy Pearce, um, Holly Valance. Yeah, well, she, she was neighbours, wasn't she? Yeah. And like, so loads of like. Uh, um, the flip side of that is um, is is the bouncer is like bouncer bouncer just like he, he just turned into a dick. He just <laughs> he, the fame went to his head, ended up on a massive drug problem, yep. and um, he ended up homeless. So, <laughs> so sorry if you didn't know that, but. Right, so on to August. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, Baz, but um, I think there's quite a major um, major event that happened in August that we need to cover. There was almost the groundswell of support for it um, as there was for the Women's Euros in uh, in July. Um, because after two years uh, of, of the competition not being held due to COVID, um, thankfully, um, the World Gravy Wrestling Championships in Rosendale <laughs> Um, was back. So so <laughs> thank God that um that, that restrictions were lifted and that the, the world gravy wrestling championships could take place
1: again. Talk me through this because this is the my first ever experience of this at oh, all. Bas, don't don't pretend you don't know about the world gravy wrestling. <laughs> okay, I do, um, but tell me about it anyway.
0: Okay, so um it's it's one of those events that you know when you see like the quirky UK or uh, well, uh, quirky British events.
1: Cheese rolling, that's my... Yeah, my yeah and it's like,
0: basically, most of them are just some random pub somewhere that's come up with an event and tried to get a bit of publicity to get people to go and drink in the pub. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what this is. So there's a pub in Rosendale that started the, um, the World Gravy Wrestling Championships. And for vegans that are listening... um don't worry about it. It used to be proper gravy. Now apparently it's a, a mixture of some like food coloring and caramel or something. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just it's just one of those things, and it, it's one of those things similar to you have probably not heard of it, but the uh, World Black Pudding Championships, which is uh, in Ramsbottom, which is in Berry, uh, a town just north of Manchester, very famous for black pudding. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and that is like there's a there's a shelf up high, and you've got uh, with Yorkshire puddings on it, and you've got to throw black puddings at the Yorkshire puddings to knock the Yorkshire puddings off. And someone just came up with that, and it's massive now. And there's people come from all around the world to take part. Yep. Okay. This thing in Rosendale is the same sort of thing. So there's just a massive, it it it's there's a massive pit made out of a tarpaulin and sandbags with a load of fake gravy in it, and just people. Um, people are able to to wrestle in it so i um I, I looked at who won it this year or who won it in 2022 and i'm just saying i would be really keen to know um but apparently this uh, this event isn't uh, big enough um, for them to bother their asses uh, putting the result on their website because there was loads of stuff about oh here's how you can enter and uh oh it's only a couple of weeks left and then uh, shortly after the event they posted some video and some photos of what was happening, um, but didn't, you know, they didn't bother telling you who won. But <laughs> my prediction would be that it was at Joel Hicks, um, because when I looked through who'd won it in years gone by, uh, apparently Joel Hicks, shout out to Joel Hicks. If you know Joel Hicks, send him this. He'll be pleased that he's <laughs> made it onto the Mildly Controversial podcast, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, but Joel Hicks apparently uh, won it, has won it six times. So I don't know who won it in 2022,
1: but my money is on Joel Hicks winning it again. So, so what do you know about this event? So how how do you? Presumably, it's in re- wrestling rounds like you know, any sort of two man competition. Is it get? Is it throwing people out or throwing people in or drowning people?
0: To be honest, the only video I could see of this thing actually happening focused around two girls in their own, in, in, in their in their like early twenties, covered in gravy and skimpy outfits. But obviously, like I mean, Joel Hicks won it, so there must be some uh, the There must be some burly lads
1: entering it as well. Well, I have a feeling we should invest a bit more time in this and find out what the whole event is, and maybe even go there. Baz, do you know what we should do right here, right
0: now? It's on August Bank Holiday every year, apart from COVID years. Yep. It's on. It, Baz. It's in Rosendale, which is near Berry. Yep. A town just north of Manchester. Um, so I could sort you out a bed at my mum's. Yeah. Baz, we're entering it okay. August Bank Holiday this year. Me and you are going to enter the World Gravy Wrestling Championships in Rosendale.
1: Brilliant. I mean, I mean, it doesn't sound like there's too much qualification process. No, so like you don't have to be affiliated with the club by the sounds of it, do you? No, we,
0: we, we may need some kind of beard snoods for, uh, you know, under uh, under you know health and safety rules. We may need to cover the beards to to stop it infecting the gravy. Or I'm something. not going to lie;
1: there's pretty more gravy in here than there isn't. That competition, to be fair, so. That's a very good point. Bas. <laughs> I, I've got
0: this vision, Bass, of you jumping in the gravy pit and it all being absorbed by your beard. So, so, so the event has to be cancelled because there's no gravy left because it's all been absorbed by your beard.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, genuinely, we should investigate this and find out what it's all about uh, and, and go there. Hundred percent, mate. Yeah, hundred percent. Cool. So, 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 so far, Baz, uh,
0: we're committing to the World Gravy Wrestling Championships in August. Yep. And the um, the Irish Open Speed, Speed Golf, Golf in yes. September because we're definitely doing that as well.
1: Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Lovely stuff. If Joel Hicks is listening. Get in touch and uh, let us know what, the, what how we should how we can win this thing. Um, if Joel Hicks is
0: listening, get in touch and we'll have you on a podcast in the future. We oh, want to talk awesome. to you all about the Grave of Wrestling, mate. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, moving on to September. Yes. Um, clearly, we can't cover September without mentioning um, the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. Yep. One of my memories of uh, of the whole thing was that. Um, when it was clear that she was unwell, and I don't know if you remember, but I was watching like the BBC News or whatever, and they were saying, like, oh, she's gravely unwell and, you know, the doctors are with her and all this. So it was clear that at some point, it, it, we, we didn't know if it was going to be weeks or months later, uh, but she was clearly on her way out. When, and then when they started calling the family up and all that... Um, but then kind of the giveaway was that um, I think it was, is he called Hugh Edwards? The yep. the BBC newsreader. Yeah. The giveaway was when he went and changed into a black suit with a black tie when they were still saying she's poorly. I say, not being funny, mate, I know that's in the BBC protocol, but you should probably wait until you've announced that she's actually dead before you change into that. Because he was, <laughs> he, he changed his outfit and everyone was dressed in black saying about, oh, the, the queen's very unwell and her family have gone to be with her. So, I'm not being funny, mate. You might as well have gone, the queen's very unwell. And then mouthed, she's dead.
1: <laughs> Cause you're wearing a black tie that you weren't wearing earlier. It was, a, it was one of those sort of strange things. Cause I was working on an event, uh, up in Warwickshire. And, um, I was listed down to go and work on the thing called operation bridge, which was, you know, the operation for the queen's funeral at Windsor. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I got a text message, and I was like, "Well, I can't go because I'm in the middle of an event." And um, but I followed it through what they were doing over those couple of days. Oh, mate, it was it was a huge, huge thing, and it was obviously already planned out a long long before her death. Oh yeah. And um, and uh, but also, like, if you're gonna do like the death of a monarch, it needs to be fairly grand, and it was it was pretty huge, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. No, oh, no, it was. And, and like I say, I'm not a not a massive royalist, but I I, I watched, watched an awful lot of it. Um I, I mean, so much so that my wife would come in the room and go, Fucking hell, is this still on the TV? <laughs> I was like, This is literally, you know, we're living in history. Do you know what I mean? There'll be, there, 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 and and that's why I watched so much of it. Like I said, I'm not a massive royalist, and and when she died, it was like, ah, oh, that's sad. An old yeah. lady's died. Yeah. Um whereas some people were just like heartbroken and yeah but, yeah yeah but but and i get that because if you're into it then, then fair enough but like i said uh, when she was so when emma was going like oh are you still watching this I was like we are literally watching in live the live stream something that people will be learning about in history lessons in 200 years time yeah, so yeah.
1: It, it's it's you know it it's a part of our history um so uh, that, that's why i was watching it yeah, but also, we discussed it, didn't we? Because, like um, we were saying at the time, how much of that uh, journey from Scotland down to, like, you know, through the country did you watch? And we were like, yeah, I watched loads of it. just I yeah, watched most watch, of it. Watching I... a car drive through the country. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 watched, I, I watched hours and hours of a
0: long black car passing by different parts of Scotland.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then England and then various other places. But,
0: yeah, I think we can all uh, agree that... Um... The the, the the weirdest bit of the whole thing was um, Phil and Holly getting slated for jumping a queue I just I mean we have covered this like we're, yeah. we're not going to cover this in any great depth because we have already covered this I can't believe how many people lost their shit about that and I just yeah. think that, that the whole irony for, for me um, the whole irony of it is that a lot of people were saying how dare they use their privilege to jump the queue I was like talking about privilege <laughs> you're currently queuing for 12 hours to walk past the remains of a woman who didn't even tie her own fucking shoelaces. So (laughs) you're talking about... If you're kicking off about privilege, I think it's probably the wrong time to have that
1: (laughs) argument. You know, once again, it just comes down to that two-camp thing, doesn't It's that those that didn't queue and those that queued. Yeah, And And it became a thing of, like, why are you trying to cancel somebody who was given an opportunity to to not go and stand in the street for twenty four hours to to you know to and you know, and you could you could cite the David Beckham thing that, where he did but let's face it he had fuck all else to do anyway
0: and he's, you know what he, he's a, he knows what he's doing he knew it was be it would be marketing genius yeah. he probably had half an eye on the fact that he was going to be fucking slated for going to the Qatar World Cup exactly. so he thought I need to get some brownie points in before I do that
1: yeah 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway. Um, if you want to hear more about our views of the whole Phil and Holly um, hypocrisy, then um, then dig that one out. I can't remember yeah. where it is, but listen to all our stuff and you'll find it. There's, look, the, the, there was loads of people on that queue who would have jumped at the chance to not wait for 12 hours yeah. and go in the VIP queue if someone offered them a ticket for it. Exactly. And if they said, no, I'm not that type of person, then say, all right, Brenda, you still paid an extra fucking tenner to jump the queue at security when you went to Benidorm, didn't exactly. you? Exactly. So, <laughs> nonsense. Okay, on to October. Um, right, there's a, a few things happening in October, Baz. Um, again, we don't talk politics, but um, Liz, Truss, Liz, <laughs> yes. Truss got, Liz Truss got booted out in October. I and mean, I don't follow it too much, but as far as I can tell, Liz Truss came into number 10, moved her clothes in, um, filled the fridge full of food, um, crashed the entire fucking economy of the UK and then was booted out before her yogurts went off. I think that's, that's about it, isn't it?
1: <laughs> I think that's pretty much what happened. But have you noticed as well that since that happened, there's been no mention of her, what she's doing now, where she is and anything like that. So at one point, she was the person that killed the Queen and then oversaw, yes. yeah, and then oversaw her funeral and then was gone in the blink of an eye. Yeah, I'm well, sure literally. there's a conspiracy theory somewhere about that. Yeah, but it was just sort of that sort of dead weird part of you know of political history where you kind of go oh god that must've been like the worst job opportunity in your entire life to to see in the uh, the death of the queen and then crash the economy of the country. Another thing,
0: yeah. Um that happened um in in uh, in October is that Elon Musk bought Twitter. Yeah, brilliant. I love this he must be fucking buzzing that he <laughs> bought something. He was forced to buy something because the sale was arranged ages ago. And he had a good look at it after buying it, after agreeing he would buy it and went, "Oh, don't want that. And then in the end they went, well, you have to buy it. So in October he did under duress pay $42 billion for something he didn't want. And that was losing, was hemorrhaging like three, $4 million a day. So then he went in, um, and yeah, uh, if, you, if you haven't heard about this, if you've been living <laughs> under a rock, I'll give you the potted version of it.
1: You don't even have to be on Twitter to know this story. So No.
0: So Elon Musk bought a company he didn't want to buy. He sacked half the employees, went batshit crazy on the app, um, then realized that he's not actually allowed to sack half the employees. Um, and then started backtracking, and then he went, "Oh shit!" And then he's just—it's it, like he wakes up and go, "I'm going to do something fucking stupid on Twitter again today." Um, it's like when he, he decided that you know all these people who got blue ticks for actually being notable, and it, it was there basically to say, "This is the person, not somebody impersonating them." Yeah, yeah. And he went, "Ah, oh, if you want one of them, you can buy one if you want." <laughs> oh, so he sold the blue ticks, and then all of a sudden he went oh that might not be a very good idea when loads of people who already are blue ticks change their names to Elon Musk <laughs> which is fucking brilliant loads of actual celebrities change their name to Elon Musk and he was like right i'm going to start cancelling you now oh, i'm going to start cancelling your account i was like i thought you were all about free speech and stuff so he's just and but i mean the, the biggest indication that it's um it's a massive fuck up for Elon Musk to buy um, twitter The biggest indication of that is that shares of Tesla have absolutely tanked. Yeah. Because he's too busy pissing about with something
1: that he doesn't want to do to actually run the successful business that he's set up. I mean, I don't use Twitter anyway. So, like, it literally has no, you know, you can't do, you probably can do transitions on there, but no one's going to watch them. So... (laughs) <laughs> well, do, do you know what? Um, uh,
0: when we changed to the Mildly Controversial Podcast, I set up a Mildly Controversial Podcast Twitter account. Did you? Um, yeah, currently, at the time of recording, um, we've got one follower and it's me. <laughs> so, um, so, so apart from the fact that it's fucking tragic that we've only got one follower and it's me, um, also, um, I, I thought I'd better not put that much effort into developing the Twitter account because... <laughs> It's like going into a shopping centre and saying, Oh, I'm really excited to open the shop in here, as the rest of the shopping
1: centre's burning in flames. <laughs> so I decided not to bother my arse doing it, to be fair. Well, so, so what's, the, uh, what's the Twitter account for Mildly Pod Mildly it, Podcast? It's also at Mildly Pod. Right, okay. So, um, so tomorrow, check it. Because you know, <laughs> there'll be two tomorrow. But obviously, yeah. when this goes out, hopefully, there'll be four. <laughs>
0: Yeah, don't worry. Look if you are gonna go and follow us on Twitter, do it quickly and run away before Twitter burns down. You don't wanna get caught in it. <laughs> okay, so moving on to November Baz. Yep. Go um on. Clearly uh, the biggest event that happened in November was the start of the World Cup. Yes. In Qatar, um in the fucking winter. <laughs> Um, so yeah, look, when clearly on this podcast, we're not going to get into, um, the fact that it should never have been in Qatar or the fact it should never have been in the winter. Um, both of which are true by the way, but we're yeah. not going to go into it. Um, what I want to cover though is, um, something that, um, I think is a brilliant news story that came from it. So the new story, the headline says, uh, England fans at the Qatar World Cup end up in Sheikh's palace in search of beer. Brilliant. Okay. okay. Two England fans will be returning home with a story for the ages after they managed to stumble across a Sheikh's palace in Qatar while searching for a beer as the World Cup kicked off. One of the fans said, Last night we met one of the Sheikh's sons and he took us back to the palace. He showed us that he had lions and everything. They've made us so welcome. He added, Basically, we were on a bit of a hunt for some beers. And he was like, Yeah, We sought beers. We sought beers. So we jumped into the back of his Toyota Land Cruiser and ended up back at the palace. He showed us his monkeys, his exotic birds. It was nuts. So basically, these lads were just out in Qatar looking for a beer. And obviously, it's quite difficult to find a beer in Qatar. Yep. And um, some sheikh Some just went, Yeah, I'll get you beer. I'll get you beer. These boys here are just like literally like play fighting with a fucking tiger back at this guy's
1: palace. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. How amazing has it been, the fact it's been a dry World Cup with no alcohol? Sounds shit to me, Baz. I've been to some World Cups, and that one sounds shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, so one of the sort of positives is that, was just saying there's been no kind of violence sort of, like, you know, attached to it, where there's always violence attached to a total football nah, tolerance.
0: See, Baz, Baz, <laughs> the, the, the lack of violence is not related to the lack of alcohol, right? The lack of violence is related to the fact It's somewhere that's expensive to get to, and the scumbags who fight can't afford to get there. Okay, (laughs) I mean, that sounds like I'm making a joke, but it's true. Brazil, no problems. South Africa, no problems. South Korea and Japan, no problems. Russia, no problems. And Qatar, no problems. Yeah, okay. What connects all of those things? It's the scumbags from England who would normally go to an an easily accessible World Cup, get shit-faced and cause trouble, can't afford to get there. So what have you got for December, Mike? Right, um, Baz, uh, December, the month we're currently in. I don't think anyone... Look, I know there's a lot of stuff going on, like there's, um, you know, there are strikes, there's, uh, you know, we're in a recession, and there's all a a lot of um, really important stuff there, but... I don't think that anybody could disagree with the fact that the most important news story um, that has happened in December was literally um, yesterday. And I'll read the headline word for word, Baz. Hospital evacuated after 88-year-old man arrives with World War I artillery shell up his
1: rectum. <laughs> so I caught this just briefly. So if you ever go on Google, obviously Google throws up stories of the day. I caught this in passing, but never went any further into it, much unlike the shell <laughs> this guy's eyes. <ass. laughs> Baz, I've gone into this more than the shell has gone into the man's rectum. Talk me through this. This is fascinating.
0: So, um, I will read this. So, uh, there was a bomb scare at a hospital in France where an 88-year-old Frenchman arrived with an 8-inch World War I artillery shell stuck in his rectum. The unnamed senior citizen, I think we all know why he's unnamed, arrived at the hospital um, in Toulon, southern France, on Saturday evening in the hope of having the bomb removed from his anus. (laughs) That's what the news story says. His arrival sparked a bomb scare, as hospital officials feared that the antique explosive would detonate. Bomb disposal experts determined that there was little risk of the shell exploding inside the man. Um, it's understood that the man had inserted it in his bottom for sexual pleasure. I don't think they needed that line of the uh, of the news story. There. No, no, hold
1: on, hold on, hold on. Was it? He, uh, he might be doing it for safety reasons.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you found it. It Was like, How can I stop this exploding and killing my neighbours? Yeah, you jump on a grenade, right, to save your. You do jump on a grenade, but you don't hide a an eight inch World War I shell up your pipe <laughs> to save your neighbours. <laughs> Um I hope nobody's eating when they doctors made an incision into the pensioner's rectum and were able to dislodge the artillery shell. It says, believe it or not, this is not the first time something like this has happened. In December last year, a bomb squad was called to a hospital in Gloucester after a patient had arrived with an artillery shell wedged up his southern pole. <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> Talking about the one in Gloucester last year, it said medics feared that the anti-tank shell would explode, so were forced to call army expert explo- army explosive experts. The unnamed patient told the hospital that he had, in quotes, slipped and fell on the seventeen by six centimeter projectile. Wow! That was part of his own military collector's items. At what point are you doing a naked stocktake of your military <laughs> of your military? Um, collector's items because for me it doesn't sound right that does it um anyway so that was the uh, that was the first report that i read about this which was on joe.co.uk i love joe i have another report here the difference between these two stories if you remember the original one i read was doctors made an incision into the pensioner's rectum and were able to dislodge the artillery shell Whereas the telegraph have gone with, to extract the shell, which measures around six centimetres in diameter and 20 centimetres in length, doctors had to perform abdominal surgery and remove it from the other end.
1: What other end? I don't know
0: what other end there is. <laughs> is that his mouth? It, he's only got one end, hasn't he? And it's the end he put the fucking thing up in the first place. Well, yeah, I don't understand that. Anyway, do you want to see a picture of the shell? Oh well, obviously I do because that's the nature of me, right? I'm going to show you a picture of the shell, and I will, um, I will, I'll throw this onto um, Facebook and uh, YouTube as well in better quality. But
1: oh man, that is—I mean, bit, that's that's a look at that buzz.
0: <laughs> Baz, I've got this amazing image in my head that this guy started collecting military in like the 1950s or something, and he started off just by popping like a revolver bullet up his ass. <laughs> um, and over the years, he's been progressing up and up and up until he finally, at the age of 88 years old, got that massive artillery shell up his pipe. And I just love the thought that the paramedics are wheeling him out of his house, and he just pulls one of the paramedics close to him and whispers in their ear.
1: Completed it, mate. (laughs) (laughs) So, listen, since you've mentioned this, all I can think of is, when they do the movie adaptation of this story, do you know what they're going to call it? What? The Hurt Chutney Locker. (laughs) Oh,
0: Jesus.
1: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) They must have had some, like, bomb experts alongside this operation, right?
0: Uh, I like to think, Baz, that they uh, they brought in the Bum Disposal Experts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That's not going to be an Oscar-winning movie at the end of the day, is it? Baz, I
0: know you said about when they make a movie of this. I'm pretty sure they're not going to just... A, because of the subject matter, and B, because... I mean, how long can you stretch that out for? (laughs) Probably Probably stretching it out is not the phrase I meant to use there.
1: Completely apt, though. Let's be clear about this. You know
0: when you stumble across a pond you didn't expect to find... So, I think we'll all agree that the the, the most momentous thing that happened in 2022 is something that happened
1: yesterday. (laughs) Oh, 100%. (laughs) It's been a pretty shit year, apart from this one thing, really, isn't it? Well, there you go. I mean, I
0: I think, um, thank God for this 88-year-old Frenchman who um, just, uh, you know, 10 days before the end of the year made it one of the best years ever. (laughs) It was rubbish up until yesterday um, when we heard about that Frenchman hiding uh, something in his pipe. Baz, as as you know, I often end the podcast uh, with an homage to Alan Partridge by saying, on that bombshell. But on this episode, I have to end it with, and I think you know what's coming here, on that bombshell. That's all we've got
1: time for this week. Can I just say a quick, quick, quick thank you? Yes, absolutely. Hey, listen, look, uh I know I sit here on the other side of this screen as the uh as the self-proclaimed uh sidekick and I love this. I love doing this podcast. It's been a fantastic year. I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who's listened uh, and everyone who's sent messages to say they've enjoyed it. Um it's brilliant doing this. Uh, and we're, we're going to be doing it next year and probably the year after until we get really fucking bored of it. But thank you ever so much to everyone who's listened to this, everyone who's subscribed. that all that subscriber shit, which is one of my favourite things of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Look,
0: we have so much fun doing this, and we've been doing this for a long time, and we enjoyed it when no one was listening. Uh, now that we know that loads of other people are listening and people are giving us feedback and people are content us through social media... And they're giving us reviews. It's just so much more fun um, to know that people are enjoying it too. Um, Big shout out, by the way, just before we finish, to um, um, officially Listener of the Year, my son, Shay, who um, listens to every single episode.
1: Okay, Um, can can we mention other people that listen all the time? yes yeah yeah so uh the bank average drummer matt uh matt ricketts uh and various other people that have contacted me my friend roger thanks very much for listening i really appreciate it but yeah shay is an absolute legend god bless him um he is officially our best listener of the year but
0: listen thanks again so much for listening and um, we've we enjoy this so much and you know like Baz says we're going to keep doing this Baz said until we're bored but we'll, we'll look we'll we'll be doing this way beyond we're bored and you're bored we're going to keep doing this because we absolutely fucking love it. Um, we've come a long way in terms of our listener numbers in 2022. Hopefully, we'll go a lot further in 2023. Um, and look, share it with your mates. Let's just make this into some massive fucking behemoth of a podcast. Thank you for listening, and we will see you on our next episode. Happy New Year, everybody.
1: Mike? Yeah? Do you think anyone's still listening? I don't know, probably not. If they are, where can they find us? Thanks for asking,
0: Baz. That's a great question. They can find us on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok at mildlypod or if they want to get hold of us, they can email us at at mildlypodcast.gmail.com or they can go to the website, which is daddancer.co.uk forward slash podcast.